welcome to the All Inclusive Podcast, where each week I chat with industry experts and diversity, equity and inclusion executives from the world's leading global brands who share their knowledge and experience and actual takeaways to help inclusive employers create cultures of belonging where everyone can thrive. Today, I'm joined by George Avery. He is the Director of Diversity and Inclusion at Therma Fisher Scientific. Hi, George. Hey, Natasha. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Oh, no, me too. I'm glad to have you on. Um, so why not kick things off by telling our listeners a little bit more about yourself and where you are today? Sure. So I'm coming from uh, sunny San Diego today, uh, where uh, I work for, as you mentioned, a wonderful company called Thermo Fisher Scientific. Um, I've been here uh, coming up almost on two years now. Um, and as you said, I, I work, I'm lucky enough to be part of our diversity and inclusion team here. Uh, and I specifically work with a couple of our larger business units uh, to help our colleagues and our, our managers go through their, uh, their journey uh, in all things that are sort of diversity and inclusion related. Um, I'm relatively new to the life sciences biotech industry, um, was really excited to, to uh, seek that out and, and experience it here at Thermo Fisher. Prior to that, I have almost uh, got coming up on about 20 years of sort of other HR experience. So uh, across different segments of the HR function, um, lucky enough to be part of um, a number of uh, world-class organizations along my journey. Um, and mostly coming from IT, uh, consulting, professional services sort of uh, genre. So um, sort of led me here to, uh, I think, hopefully be ready for this diversity and inclusion role that, I, that I've taken on uh, fairly recently. Oh, fantastic. And so for you, why did you decide to take on that role in diversity, equity and inclusion? So it was one of those things, I think it was, you know, sort of right place, right time. I, um, as I referenced, I had been lucky enough to have uh, different roles in global organizations and uh, lived outside the U.S. for a number of years, and and um, you know, for many years, diversity was not even something that I thought of because I was part of extremely multicultural organizations, and we were able to harness this wonderful collective of talent from all over the world, and we were supporting global businesses, and and didn't really think about it until I got to a certain point and um, started to you know appreciate how important the concepts were sort of becoming for an organization's success. And I think the there was a key sort of spark a few years ago. I was, I was part of a, a company that was sort of in the midst of a transition um, and was lucky enough to be part of a team that was redesigning the HR function at that organization. The, the business was um, setting some very lofty aspirations of where the, the company wanted to go. And we needed to build sort of a people function that would support that. And, and in doing that research and thinking about it, came to this sort of conclusion that, you know, not only was diversity and inclusion a key cornerstone of what we were doing from a people strategy standpoint, but started to think about, you know, the best way to embed it in our programs, our policies, and our culture, right? And started to realize too that, I didn't have a lot of personal depth in it. It wasn't um, something that that I had had a stint in before. I was not a practitioner in the area. 
And so it was realizing sort of my own personal limitations. And, and like I said, so, you know, doing some thinking and, and doing some external research. Um, I, I enrolled in a, a class at a, at a university to sort of learn more about the topic overall and how do you, how do you really um, infuse it into an organization's culture. And then, like I said, was lucky enough to uh, get a call from uh, the, the organization I'm with today who was building out new roles in diversity and inclusion that were very business focused. And so I thought I could leverage some of my past experience into that. And um, it was, like I said, sort of a, a culmination of a lot of things where um, I thought if I didn't do this, I don't know if I'm ever going to get the chance. And I know that this is going to be an important experience and sort of capability for me going forward. Uh, and I realized that I'm going to learn a lot and I'm going to sort of pull a lot in initially, but hopefully I can leverage some of my other background to um, also add value and benefit to the function. And like I said, it's it's been coming up on two years and um, it's been an incredible, incredible learning experience for me personally. What's been your most challenging part of the role so far for you? I think just to 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 try to summarize, I, I think it's just because it's so vast, right? And and I think this is one of the things that that we're all facing in the function today, which is it's not just one thing, right? It's not just representation, and it's not just you know making people feel a sense of inclusion and belonging, and it's not just equity. I mean, like you know. Those are massively large areas, right? And I think that um, I didn't have a full appreciation of sort of the breadth of, of all the things that, you know, could go into it when you start to really think about an organization that, um, like I said, sort of weaves this into its fabric. And, and this is also what attracted me to my current organization. They, they wanted it to be, you know, part of its core. Right. And so I, I think the learning to go back to your question for a second, but the learning was really about all these different aspects that make it up. And like I said, I, I had only sort of touched maybe some of the talent, you know, aspects from, a, um, you know, from a, an opportunity standpoint or, or maybe some of the recruitment talent acquisition aspects or um, but, you know, the things about community and you know leadership competencies and all these wonderful things that will um, self-sustain the uh, you know some of the things that an organization wants to do. I, I didn't have a full appreciation of, and so like I said, as you start to learn about it, realize just sort of how multifaceted it really was. Mm. Oh, great! And so, what does success look like for Thermo Fisher Scientific when it comes to diversity and inclusion? Yeah, I think, I think, like I said, our, our CHRO has this wonderful vision where, you know, she, she wants to ingrain this into core HR, right? She doesn't want it to be standalone. And I, I think that, um, that that's a really wonderful aspiration, right? That that's sort of, you know, the future state that we're working towards. So I think when we see it, as I mentioned earlier, in some of these aspects around, you know, acquisition of talent, retention of talent, it, it's becoming sort of a, an, an integral part of all those things, right? We, like every organization, has, you know, various metrics that we looked at, whether it's around representation or, or attrition, you know, um, we are a, um, we are a data-driven company, like, like many are, right? So, so we have various sort of metrics, but 
I think as we're sort of lining this up in terms of where we are in our journey, understanding the role that um, geography plays into our, um, you know, what our organization looks like, um, we're, we're sort of, I think we're, we're handling the tactical aspects that many organizations are, plus we're ingraining it in sort of our core HR programs and policies, like I said, so it can sort of be reinforced. Um, and I think, you know, for me personally, uh, one, of the, one of the things that we're working towards too is we are a global organization. Uh, we operate around the world and in many different countries. And, and, you know, one of the goals that we have talked about as a function is if I talk to a colleague in Singapore or I talk to a colleague in Lithuania or I talk to a colleague in San Diego, and I say, what is it, you know, what does diversity and inclusion mean here for us? That they have a common sort of answer to it, right? That it doesn't, it doesn't sort of uh, differ based on where you sit. Um, understanding that some of the dynamics of how you might view it as a concept do, but, but our pledge as an organization and, and what we want to, from a value standpoint, is consistent everywhere. And so I think that that's sort of, that's what we're marching for. Great. Um, so what's one project that you're working on now that you're most excited about? So uh, in a couple of weeks here, uh, we are going to roll out a global sort of, um, I don't know if celebration is the right term, but a, a, a global um, event that we call Belonging Week. And um, first time was last year. And so we're, we're going through it for the second time. Um, it's It's meant to be sort of a reinforcement of that you know that we really want all of our um, our colleagues, our our people that work with us, to to really feel that they belong here, right? And and all those things that go along with feeling that you belong, you know, makes you more engaged in your work. And and we do a lot of work serving clients that are on the front lines of a lot of really important, um, you know, sort of environmental and, and, and uh, medical issues. And so, you know, doing their best work enables these organizations that we work with to really do their best. Um, we know that it's gonna help us retain the top talent that we want to, right? Um, and we want people to, you know, it's sort of become a little cliche now, but really bring their authentic selves, right? And, and we know when that doesn't happen, that that's not really the environment that we wanna create. And so we've got this wonderful setup coming uh, the middle of September where we really um, celebrate globally what this means. And, and we've, like I said, in our second year, uh, we have different aspects either of our regions or, or aspects of our businesses are really hosting uh, events either at the site level or even globally, where we're gonna talk about what this means for us, right? And, and each day has its own theme, which is aligned in many cases to our, our core values. Um, and so I think it's another, it's a really important um, reinforcement from our entire company of, of how important this is to us. And, and we view that, um, you know, this is critical to our success as an organization, right? And so it, it's going to be that, that we create these, this wonderful environment for our people to thrive. And so um, it's something that I haven't heard, you know, many organizations do. Like I said, it's, 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 it's truly a global event for us. Um, and so we're in the midst of planning this and, and I'm working with many of the sites that, that I work with to understand what sort of uh, team-based or local events that they're going to do where um, it could be anything from, you know, a learning event to um, last year we had these wonderful sort of sharing discussions where, where people 
um, you know, really got to know each other better and really talk about, you know, how they viewed um, key aspects of belonging to, you know, even just having fun and being together, right? It's, it's going to run the full spectrum of that. So, so we're excited about, like I said, the second year and um, it's something I think that is sort of cool and unique that, that we do, that we do here. Yeah, that does sound exciting. It sounds really fun. And belonging is, is an essential part, I think, when it comes to uh, diversity, equity and inclusion. Um, you want people to be able to bring their full selves to work in. Um, in order to do that, you want to show that that you care as an organization and that it's important. So I think holding an event to allow people to be able to share their own stories um, sounds really interesting. Um, I'm interested to to know the if you've in bringing all of this together how do you tackle com those tough conversations so when mm. people are sharing um what's the response what's your response to someone who shared a story maybe that that it's a difficult situation that they've been in um in previous employment or current with with them official scientific like when you hear those tough stories like what is your response what is your reaction yeah I think that um to me it, it, uh, so so we try to handle it I think in a couple of different ways so um we recently rolled out you know uh we have some core sort of global compliance training that we do and and every year we've incorporated some new themes to um not be the be all end all of training, but to, to sort of seed for people to learn about something that we think is a critical element for us, but also potentially to start their own learning journey. And so this year um, have emphasized things like trust and psychological safety, right? So, so what you just talked about, Sasha, in terms of, you know, do people feel comfortable sharing aspects of themselves, right? And, and, we want to talk about that that is ultimately the environment that we hope to create. Now, not everybody is going to, you know, want to do that, right? Because it's just, you know, I, I tend to be private about some things and more public about others. And so you, you want to have that sort of opportunity. Um, we also have seeded, um, we call them activities, right? But they're really sort of discussion elements, right? And so, um, because we wanted to really have this two-way discussion, right? Between people leaders and their teams and also between the teams with themselves, right? So you can learn about your colleagues and, and realize, you know, um, that that's a key element to support or allyship or any of these other concepts that we're going down. So from our standpoint, we wanna have education out there, which lets people know, um, like you said, what, you know, what, what are some of the things to, to create and foster these you know, inclusive environments where people ultimately can feel this comfort. Uh, we want to seed activities. So like I said, depending on how comfortable people feel that that isn't the only um, result of the exercise, right? It's, it's more to also learn about our teammates and our colleagues in terms of, of how they operate. So I think we're, we're like many companies on a journey and, and you know, we aren't uh, fully actualized yet in terms of being at the end state. But I think that, um, We've, we've seen, so I mentioned last year was the first year and, you know, we had an activity where um, people could, in a very simple way, talk about uh, a value or, or an attribute and what, and how they, what it meant to them and how they viewed sort of the actualization of that, right? And the feedback was overwhelmingly positive just because it allowed people the space to stop 
and share and listen and say, oh, I never, I never considered that aspect, right? Or, or in some cases, like, oh, I thought that too. And it, it helped build bonds and things, right? And so we're looking for those small moments where people can connect um, that will lead to, you know, sort of more ongoing trust. And, and like I said, we're, um, we're hopeful that, you know, obviously respect is a big thing. You know, you're not going to, you're not always going to um, agree with everybody, but, but we all want to be allowed the space to sort of share our views and not be, uh, and not be judged for it. But, but in often cases to be, um, it's a connection point. And so, like I said, we're, we're looking for those moments that we can uh, allow those things to happen naturally within a, within a team or an organizational environment. And uh, like I said, so far, the, the response has been really positive that, that we've taken the time to stop and really just sort of focus on that part of it. Mm, I think, I mean, I'm a total advocate for the power of storytelling. So I think <laughs> uh, that's the reason why I do this podcast is to to give people like yourselves the the platform to kind of tell your story and to share in what you're doing um, and what diversity, equity, inclusion means for you. And so I think that, yeah, the fact that you're as an organization taking the time out to really stop and hear from from your own employees and give them an opportunity to to share amongst them themselves and with the leaders that in their particular department or in in their area of work that that sounds great um so i mean you've touched on driving dei there's there's a number of different things that, that that we can focus on when it comes to diversity and inclusion um so it's a lot to do for for one person and and for mm-hmm. for a, a group of people so how do you avoid the burnout yeah i i think i think i'm lucky um because so first and foremost, I referenced earlier, I, I came into a, a wonderfully supportive um, and in almost all cases, more uh, experienced and sort of talented team than I was. Right. And so I was welcomed with with open arms to that. And I leverage that every day. Right. So so whether as subject matter experts, as sounding board, as you know, hey, I got this idea, you know, have you done something like this, right? We've got this wonderful opportunity to um, to leverage our colleagues. And so so we do this a lot, right? I think the, the other thing that it's allowed is we have to remind ourselves that this is not an HR issue, right? This is a this is a business imperative that that organizations are going through. And what we really want is we we want to work with and help these organizations evolve, right? And so um, what, one of the most um, energizing aspects to me is is not even, you know, our, we have wonderfully committed leaders, but our teams are, are sort of organically forming around various initiatives as well, right? Uh, you know, with the proper amount of guidance and sort of those things, but, but these wonderfully sort of natural uh, teaming events where people are saying, "Hey, I I want to I want to I want to be part of this for my organization, right?" And and so I often get to, you know, listen, observe, learn about what they're doing because it also helps me understand the things that they think are important in their organization, right? But but it's really, you know, the the colleagues who are doing it for themselves. And so whenever you think, like you said, you start to get like you know, am I making, are we making progress? Is this a really slow sort of, um, you know, step forward? And then you see these, these groups of people who are just, you know, 
wonderfully energized to work on this and be part of it because it's so important to them and they realize, you know, their teammates, um, I, I think that really helps. And you sort of say, okay, like this isn't, you know, there's more of us here that are sort of helping with this. And so it's really about, you know, finding those groups that you can, that we can work with and, and, and partner with. Right. Cause ultimately, like I said, if, if it is just me or just anyone, right, you're gonna, you're gonna run into those issues where, you know, it, it's either not going to be as effective or, or it's too much to handle. And um, I think realizing that, that there's more, there's more support than, than, than I even thought has been one of like one of the, the truly great discoveries in all of this. Yeah. And and for you personally, I mean, we all, I think everyone could kind of probably admit a time where they've had a lot of work on and, and it's just gotten to the point where, oh my gosh, it's just all too much. Like what is your strategy? What is your way of, of being able to deal with those times where you feel quite overwhelmed yeah, like I said, I, I, I do a couple of things, right? So I, I have um, a wonderful family and, and two young boys. And so I, I dedicate, you know, I make sure that um, we turn off and we have time together, right? And, and, and uh, you know, uh, I'm present for them, you know, doing homework or other things. And so I, I think it gives us that break. Like I said, I, I also think that um, I think you don't, I probably didn't totally appreciate it, but you know, this is, this is not an area all the time for quick wins, right? There's other parts of sort of people functions and other things where you can find that, right? And so I think that understanding that we are looking at, you know, large scale, but very significant changes. And, and I try to make sure, you know, we we're looking at it through both a macro and a micro lens, I think, um, you know, sort of reminds us of that. But obviously, like everybody, I think, you know, what we've learned over the past couple of years, right, is the the importance of our own well-being and those kind of things, right? And so uh, uh, I think that's been one of the, the positives to come out of the situation that we dealt with from a global pandemic standpoint, right, is that um, these things have become a little more uh, mainstream in terms of how important they are to your effectiveness. And so I We've talked about that as 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 an organization, but also we have to internalize that personally, right? So, I think sort of having those having those other outlets that aren't related to this, but but also like I said, the work, as you know, um, is extremely rewarding too. And so it's that, uh, you know, you're putting in you're putting in a lot of work, and it's it doesn't seem to move as quickly as you would like, but uh, the impact is so massive that I I think it's it's very fulfilling. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, we always talk about, oh, there's a lot of work to do. And um, I, and it, yes, it's it's not, a, a, I like, there isn't always going to be quick wins, but there's also massive rewards. So when you do hit that success, it, it kind of really shines through. And um, yes. is there, could you just share maybe a success for you that stands out the most so far since, from what you've been doing, what would you say has been kind of like your proudest moment? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, getting a, you know, getting out there and, and talking to people and, and having people, I think, uh, I think having people realize that, that it's a, it's a wider spectrum of events than just one thing. I would say when I started, um, it was very much, you know, hiring based. Well, how are we going to hire you know, how are we going to hire more 
you know, more folks from XYZ communities, because that that's ultimately what we want our workforce to look like, right? And so even over the course of about a year, you know, we've transitioned from, oh, you know, this is largely a hiring activity to, you know, thinking about retention of, of our, of our colleagues and our teammates, which caused us to get deep about, you know, what was the environment that we had created for them to thrive and be successful and feel that they were seen, right? And so I think even seeing whether it's our, our, our HR function, or more importantly, I think even our colleagues, the, the types of language and other things that they've used even over, let's say, a year, year and a half has, I think, dramatically become more sophisticated, right? And so when I used to have discussions, it was about, hey, can you help me hire, you know, five, 10, 15 people, you know, in this site. And now it's about, hey, you know, this is this is what we're dealing with as a business. What are some of the things that we can do to create the environment that we can thrive in, right? And I, I think that transition has been really important because like I said earlier, I think when you look at success, it's it's getting people to understand that this is a this is part of your culture, not a temporary initiative or a a special project, right? And so I, I think getting people to to even change the way that they talk to me about it, I, I viewed as as a real positive step forward. Yeah, yeah. Sounds as though like it's gone from somewhat of a numbers, this is what we need to meet, this is kind of a tick box sort of thing that needs to happen to actually how can we make our culture or the environment better for people we need to do this particular project needs to happen is that going to be able are people going to be comfortable with it are we going to be able to who's going to be involved is that a reflection of 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 our organization or you know it's those sorts of yeah and I think that that's important and it shows that actually it's it's a sign that you're doing something right so well done um, and I wish you like continuous success with that because I think once you move away from it being okay, this is what we have to do to make sure that we kind of tick this box to more an open discussion and using that sort of inclusive core value sort of language um, will help create more sustainability in 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 the projects that you've got coming forward and the projects that you're creating and um it will kind of I feel like it will be long lasting that way um because it's not you just keep on saying okay we've got to do this we've got to do that it's really coming from them and when it starts coming from them that's when you know you're on the right track so well done and even Um, the ones like I said earlier that have that have taken to it have realized that I think they're seeing more success from a business standpoint right and so then you bring in that aspect of it and you realize you know all the all the things that we've talked about and heard for many years about, you know, the role that diversity plays on boards, uh, you know, in terms of uh, stock price, all those wonderful sort of anecdotes that you try to seed in, we're seeing it at like sort of a team organizational level, right? And and when they when they realize that there's a correlation there, like you said, it, it just becomes like this is giving us the best chance of success. So so this is now this is who we are, right? And like you said, I, I think that. Um, it, it offers you the sustainability and because of, as you asked earlier, sort of the longer term nature of the journey, right? It, it, when you see that, that 
oh, this is this is helping me fuel what I'm doing to help my customers, my clients, et cetera. Um, it's, it's just another positive reinforcement to, to keep people going. So what's one thing do you think DEI leaders don't talk enough about and they should? Um, I think it's really about... I think we've seen pockets where when you talk about DEI and B or equity, um, you start to feel like there, there's this misnomer that when we, when we strive for better for, for all, that it comes at the detriment of, of some, right? And so, you know, it becomes this, you know, if, if we are going to have more equity, well, does that mean I have less, right? And, and the answer, I think, I'm all well, positive is no, right? And and I think the thing that we are starting to realize is this is creating a better experience for everybody, right? That today, you know, every organization has things that they feel like are, you know, can be improved. And, and we're spending a ton, you know, companies are spending a ton of money on engagement and experience and all these wonderful things, right? Um, and I view this as a really important element of all that, right? And and so when you think about, you know, if you go to a leader and you say, hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to create this like wonderfully equitable environment where people have opportunities and can thrive? Yeah, that's what I want. Okay, well, that's what we're talking about, right? And so I, I think that, um, you know, one of the things, and, you know, I'm sitting here in America, and we've got a very sort of polarizing discussion around some of this stuff. But at the end of the day, people want to have a better experience at work, they want to have, um, they want to have more opportunities, they want to have, they want to have a fair chance at growing themselves in their careers, right. Um, and I think ultimately, that's where a lot of our work will end up is just a, a heightened employee experience, right. And, and, a, and, a and a better, a better situation for us to bring in people to our organization and help them thrive. And so I just wonder personally, if that's, you know, um, I don't want to mitigate the work that we're doing to drive some of the equity, right. And some of the belonging and, and the aspects of that, but ultimately in doing that, we're, we're creating more opportunities, I think for everybody. And that's, that's what ultimately I think most people want, you know? Yeah. I agree. Um, I think it's at the moment we're on an unlevel playing field um, across a number of different uh, aspects, women in work, black people, Hispanic, like cultural background, sexual orientation. It, it's There's a lot of different areas that, that at the moment don't feel as though they are getting equal opportunity. Um, and so in being able to kind of support those to get them up to the level where they are feeling as though that they are being given those opportunities will only help other people, everyone really, it will only help right. everyone. Um, because as you said, I think everyone wants to have a better experience at work and right. everyone wants to do well. So um, I agree. I think the conversation needs to be more about like reminding those that it's, this is in her, in helping everyone um it's not just this particular demographic or this particular group of people only are only going to benefit in doing this particular project it will be overall helpful for all um so just before you leave us um george mm -hmm. i would like 
to hear from you if you could just give our listeners any parting piece of advice yeah i think um one um i think i've i've i took a leap in terms of doing this and and um like i said it has been you know one of the most wonderful experiences of my life right in terms of learning of terms of of um uh doing something that is of true value to people, which is why many of us get into HR in the first place, right? So I, I found that. Um, I think two, um, building a network of people, um, whether internally or externally that, that you know, have done the same work or, or similar work, right? I think that um, uh, that has been helpful to me in terms of, like I said, leveraging their support, leveraging their recommendations, you know, um, and I'm really supplementing the things that, like I said, I don't really have a lot of personal experience with, right? Which is really what we're trying to build here, right? Which is this, um, I, I learn from, from my, my colleagues and my mentors and, and you know, hopefully if, if people wanna learn from my experience, I can sort of reciprocate that as well, right? And so, um, and then thirdly, I think it's, it's um, we're gonna see, I think this area become much more sort of sophisticated in terms of, as I mentioned earlier, like I think you're gonna have subspecialties within DE&I, right? Like I've got friends in HR analytics who wanna come over and be like, hey, I wanna, I wanna support you from that aspect, right? I've got, uh, you know, colleagues that have uh, a really um, impressive backgrounds in sort of standing up uh, employee or business resource groups, right? And building communities. I think that that's like a subset skill in itself, right? And so, I think there's a lot of different areas that people can can come into this area or this function with, and um, they're all they're important, right? Uh, like I said, I come at it from a sort of a core HR background, and so have, have brought you know maybe aspects of uh, developing talent or, or creating sort of people strategies around uh, around aspects of this. And so I just think for for everybody, um, uh, there's there's a place for everybody if if people want to come do some some really significant work that is you know uh truly rewarding i i think it's it's a place where we'll welcome all the help we can get fantastic thank you so much george for joining me today and for all of our listeners what's the best way for them to connect with you if they want to learn more about you and what you're doing um, I would say uh, through LinkedIn, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn there at Thermo Fisher Scientific. And like I said, I uh, would, would love to connect with uh, with any of the folks, Tasha, that, that are listening to this or, or any, any other contacts so we can continue to learn and support each other. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, George, and wish you all the best in the future. Thank you, Tasha. Appreciate it.